Hi, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to the Bronson Beard Podcast. Hello, tailgaters. Welcome back to the Brats and Beers podcast. We're excited to bring you another amazing interview today. Uh, we have a voice you might recognize if you are a Brewers fan. He has been calling Milwaukee Brewers games alongside Bob Euchre the past five seasons. I believe this one is going to be a sixth. Uh, and back in his playing days, he even won a Division Three Baseball National Championship in 2003. We're excited to welcome Jeff Levering to the show. Woo! What's up, fellas? <laughs> What's up? How's it yeah, going? This is great. You know, it's going great. I'm looking at outside my house. I got about three and a half feet of snow. It's awesome. <laughs> and there's more coming tomorrow, right? Yeah, there's supposed to be some. A nice little heavy dump between two and six inches. You just never know. Just Perfect. guess somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yep. Never know in Wisconsin. And then it's no. supposed to it's supposed to drop down. I think in the negatives after that. So it'll be a be a fun weekend. Yeah, no big deal. I mean, yeah. from what I saw, there was there's a chance for a minus 35 wind chill at some point. So, you know, bring it on. Let's fun, go. Fun stuff. Let's do it. Well, first off, I want to thank you for, for joining us. And then uh, give a shout out to, we call him Uncle Tony, but Anthony, uh, for helping set this up. So how do you guys know each other? I want to hear this story. Yeah, so Anthony was an intern, first and foremost, uh, when we were in Rancho Cucamonga together. Uh, when I was first coming through in, in my professional career, uh, Anthony was an intern and then became an inside salesman down at the ticket office with Matt Bumpus, who was his boss, Bumpinator. God, what a great, great guy. And I, someone I hadn't thought about in a long time until now. Uh, but they had their little war room downstairs trying to, trying to get fans into the ballpark and sell tickets. And Anthony and I got to know each other in Rancho Cucamonga for a few years. And, and he's stayed in touch over the last few years now and he's added some some family members to his life and it's been fun to watch yes yeah what was the worst part about knowing anthony no, just <laughs> <laughs> uh he would always come up and crush our spread there's no doubt oh. he would always come up into the into the press box and crush the spread was he trying to feed you jameson while while he was doing that or no he, no no okay. i think this might have been pre-jameson days <laughs> he, he might have still been hitting the uh, the kaguama beer oh but, okay um, yeah, I think okay. he's moved on to the to the better stuff. I think once he had the kids, he kind of moved on to the Jameson. That's what I think happened. <laughs> that does happen. You get a little bit more sophisticated when you get kids. <laughs> I love that. Well, um, we can kind of jump into it. Like, what has your offseason kind of been like? And, like, how ready are you for baseball to start back up here? Um, really fired up. I was just talking to my boss yesterday, as a matter of fact. And uh, he said, okay, you got clearance to go book your travel to go down to Arizona. Now that things are going to start on time, allegedly. So I booked my flight down to Arizona. I've, I've got a place to stay and I'm uh, looking forward to calling some baseball at the end of the month. But, but the off season's been okay. Um, after having such a short season last year, just 60 games, getting to it kind of in a weird way. And then once the season ended against the Dodgers in the playoffs, I was ready to go October the 5th. Like it's yeah. the season ended October 1st. I was ready to go after a couple of days. Um, sure. So, you know, and now, now things are starting to heat up on the free agent market and some trades are starting to happen. So you start to feel like baseball is right around the corner. And yeah. for me, I've, I've called a handful of college basketball games. I'm used to doing about 30 games a winter. 
uh, for the Big East and the Big Ten conferences on Fox and Big Ten Network. But this year it's just been a little different story. So we've only done about a dozen games and spent a lot of time here at the home front with my family and, and taking care of my kids. And it's been great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we just uh, just signed uh, Colton Wong today, correct? Yeah, that's what I understand. Yeah, so what, it, it'll what, be good. That's what they're saying. So that's a big signing. Um, I think so. I think it's a really nice signing too. And having a guy like Arcia and, and Colton Wong up the middle and Lorenzo Kane in center field, I think it's it's got really good potential. And Colton and I go way back to, to 2012 when, when I was in Springfield in the Cardinals organization. He was coming through. We won okay. the Texas League Championship that year. Uh, and Colton's a good dude. He's a great guy, great character person. He's a great person in that clubhouse. He'll fit right in, and he's cool. a nice addition, hopefully. Spe- speaking of old teammates, so I believe you were teammates with uh, Dustin Pedroia at one point. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Wow. Um, okay. Is, are are you still correct. close with him? Or uh, I guess what was it like to kind of play with him, too? He was awesome. Um, and it breaks my heart, the fact that he had to retire and God, just the way that he had to go out the last couple of years is a bummer, but we've known each other since the summer of 1999. So 22 years now, uh, when we were 15 years old, we were, we were teammates on a summer ball team for the first time, uh, ended up taking second in the national championship game to East Cobb out of Georgia. And Jeremy Hermita was on that team that we lost to. Uh, but he would always hit second and I would hit third and we were, we were playing catch buddies every single game. Um, just a grinder, a great human being. And, um, we, I'm two weeks older than he is. My birthday is August 2nd. His is like the 15th or the 16th of August. Um, so during that tournament that I was just referencing the national championship in Tennessee, um, we, we both turned 16. Well, I turned 16. He, He turned 16 when we got back, but we each dyed our hair. We bleached our hair blonde. So I did his, he did mine. And then when we got back from that tournament, we had to take, we had to take our driver's test. And on our license, I had bleach blonde hair. <laughs> he had bleach blonde hair. Um, so we, awesome. we ended up bleaching each other's hair to, to do that. So it was fun. We had a good that's, time. That's hilarious. Good teammates. Is it true that he used two gloves his entire career? Is that a that's true the, thing? Yeah, that's the stat that I saw. Joe McDonald, who, who I trust explicitly, we were, he worked in uh, Pawtucket when I was in Pawtucket, covered the Boston Bruins and the Red Sox for a long time. He came up with that factoid. He's still tight with Dustin. Uh, I believe it. Like the glove that he was using at 15, he took to college with him, and then it lasted into the minor leagues for maybe a year or two. Uh, so I believe it. He's superstitious enough to where he'd be like, no, I'm just, I'm just going to use two gloves and, and be fine with it. I believe that. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's tough giving up your baby. <laughs> Drew, yeah, what do you is. got? Uh, well, I'm going to start my questions off from like a rating of 1 to 10. So we'll start with the easy ones here, uh, Jeff. So obviously you work with MLB. What's your favorite sport to do play-by-play to? Uh, I-, I love them all. They're all different, Drew, to be honest with you. Uh, baseball is the one I know best. Um, so it's, it's an easier one for me. It's actually the one I've done the least, uh, not the least, but for the least amount of time. Um, just because I didn't do a game until after I graduated college and even a, a year after I graduated college. I'd never done a baseball game ever um, until I got out of school because I was always playing. Um, but I love doing baseball. Baseball on the radio is phenomenal to do. You can be creative. Um, you're painting the picture for everybody else. On television, it's a lot of fun too because you can have fun with the person you're doing the game with. And I love doing basketball. I love doing football. Um, just because it's a different tempo and, and, and the action is always happening. Um, but it's, it's all three of those sports, the ones that I've done the most, 
probably baseball is my favorite to do because I know it the best. For sure. So, like, did you have to practice that? Like, I always – whenever I'm listening to the Twins – I'm from Minnesota. I'm a Twins fan, so I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm you're, listening hey, to – you're good. I love I love Corey Provis. You're fine. He's a former Brewer guy too. Well, that's question number six: is why do you hate the Twins and the Vikings? Like, why, do you, why do you hate this, Jeff? I don't. I got nothing against the Twins or the Vikings. I love going to Target Field. I mean, Kirk Cousins is his own story. Um, you know, the 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 stadium in Minnesota is awesome. Um, I, I have no qualms with Minnesota. Hey, I, I appreciate you not tearing my head off. Thank you. Very <laughs> no. Much, so. Hey, Little Big League is one of my favorite baseball movies of all time. So I, can, I can't like Little Big League and, and not like the Twins. I, have you thought about that movie in a while, though? Isn't it pretty? Oh, um... God, yeah. <laughs> I love Little Big League. I, I kid you not. It is one of my favorite baseball movies. It's so good. And it's I... so underrated. I agree with you, but the whole story with it, uh, you know, having a kid being the, the manager. No, the story is terrible. The story in itself is actually awful. And the fact that they made that movie is unbelievable. But so is Rookie of the Year. The kid, true, his tendons true. grow too tight. He's throwing 150 miles an hour. It's true. And they've got, and they've got the, the ogre from, from Revenge of the Nerds <laughs> who's hitting three spot for, for the New York Mets. No chance. Like all that stuff is, there's no way. I love it. I love it. But, but back to the original question. So like, okay, sorry. do you practice or, or, cause when I'm in the car and I'm listening, you know, I hear so many mistakes, not from you, Jeff, just, you're like, what did that guy I make just mistakes. say? What did I he make just mistakes. say? How, how does, how does it go through your head? Is it all just improvised? Oh yeah. It's not like we have scripts, especially in the radio and TV. I mean, you've got, you've got some sort of a script because you've got, you have all the sponsorship stuff that you've got to deal with and you're trying to match your words to the stats that are going up on the, on the TV screen too. But on the radio, there's, there's no script. The only thing that's somewhat scripted are the cards that we get from, from our engineer that we have to read every now and again, the promo reads, but even then we go off the walls and you know, those using our sausage spots that we do, that those are all off the cuff. Uh, (laughs) We're just talking about grilling sausages and having fun and it's great. But I mean, it, my practice, I call, I call being in the minor leagues my grad school, right? So I got my journalism degree in college and then doing eight years in the minor leagues was my grad school. That was my opportunity to make my mistakes, try and make them in, in front of as few, as few people as possible. Um, and then I moved up through the ranks. And, and so grad school was Rancho Cucamonga. And then I went and got my master's in, in Springfield and I got my doctorate in Pawtucket and, and now I, I made it to the big leagues. So I, I, that's kind of the way I think about it. That, that was my practice, but that's how you get better. You just got to keep doing it. You got to keep talking and, you know, try and entertain yourself because you don't know who's on the other side listening. Yeah. I got this mole. I need you to look at. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't stay at a holiday Inn express last night, so I can't take care of that. All right. But, yeah. Uh, go ahead Sean what do you got um I mean obviously you're you're sitting next to a a legend in Bob Euchre every game um I'm sure like I'm guessing the first time were you nervous the first time you kind of sat next to him and called the game was that kind of crazy or yeah for sure um even the first time I met him which was my final interview to get the job I had to sit down and have dinner with him and Don and Charlie's in Arizona and, and meet him and his wife and I didn't have the job yet. And within five minutes of meeting him, 
Um, Bud Seelig comes around the corner of the restaurant and he goes, Hey Bud, this is, or he said, Al, actually I didn't even call him Bud. Hey Al, this is Jeff. He's going to be working with us next year. And I went, I, I mean, I don't even have the job yet, but <laughs> I need to go to the bathroom and change my pants and I'll come back. Um, so, I mean, that in itself was surreal. And then my first year, I wasn't even working with him. I was the number three guy. So I would fill in for Bob, but during home games, I'd sit in the back of the booth and he'd come up and we'd talk and I had an opportunity to meet him. And then in my second year, I became his full-time partner. And at that point it's okay. Spring training. It's the first time I get an opportunity to work with him. Um, you know, you, you try and, and try and keep up with him somewhat, but don't try and keep up with him. You just try and push more stories out of him and just yeah. try and shut up a little bit more. So learning his tempo was hard, but the most intimidating thing for me working with him for the first time wasn't necessarily calling the game, but it was scoring the game the way that he does because we share a scorebook. We're the only tandem in baseball that shares a scorebook. So I had to learn how he scores a game and, and you know, he's at the time he was 83 years old. Now he's 87. So I had to figure out what kind of pen that he liked to use and, and pen that was thick enough that his eyes could see. So the first I'm used to using like those four color pens, right? Yeah. But they're really thin. So I, I show up to the ballpark, I fill out the score sheet. Like I'm nervous because I'm doing it for the first time. And I, I stole old score sheets from years prior just so I could learn and see how he does things and studied. Uh, and then I show up with this, the pen that I use and he, pulls me over to the side after the game. He goes, Hey, why don't you, why don't you work on a different pen? You know, I like using these and um, I can see these a lot better. So maybe tomorrow I'll show up and, and have this pen available. So I go to Walgreens or wherever I go, office Depot, pick up all these different pens. I probably spent a hundred bucks in pens in my first year <laughs> just to get the right combination. Now that I've got that squared away and figured out how to score, um, everything's been gravy ever since then. But working with him is, is unbelievable. He's great. There's a great story. Um, each and every day. Sometimes he tells different, different stories. Sometimes he tells the same story, but he tells it a different way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's even more funny. Um, he's just, he's unbelievable. He's yeah, unbelievable. I, I remember a long time myself. ago, I think he has the, is it Catcher in the Rye he has? His yes. book. So I think yeah. I read that a long time ago. Do you have like a favorite, either like a story or like piece of advice that he's given you since working with him? Obviously there's a ton, but. Yeah, I mean, he, he's actually, he hasn't done a whole lot on the advice thing. The, the one thing that after my first road trip uh, that I did in the big leagues, when he wasn't on it in my first year, we came back and there was one play that I described. It was in Detroit. And I think it was Adam Lind um, who was playing first base and he, and he's going into foul territory and he makes this over the shoulder catch in foul territory. And I said, Oh, it's like Aaron Rodgers dropping into the basket to Randall Cobb. And that's how I described it. And I came back and Yuke was listening and goes, Hey, you know what? You don't have to do anything of these Packer references. You know, <laughs> we're the brewers. It's, it's all about the brewers. And yeah, you don't have to do that. That's okay. I appreciate wow. it. I knew what you were saying, but yeah, we don't have to talk about the Packers. Wow. Okay. okay. Duly noted. Duly noted. I haven't referenced the Packers ever since. Interesting. Um, but every story that he tells is awesome. Anytime he talked about Hank Aaron was unbelievable. Uh, and he'll still continue to do that. He'll drop Mickey Mantle stories on me every now and again that you just can't believe and some that I'll take <laughs> to my grave uh, that I can't tell anybody because <laughs> um, sure. they're unbelievable. Uh, 
his his Billy Martin stories are classic. His Howard Cosell stories are really really good, and uh, especially the Miller Lite All Star stories. I can imagine. You need a longer podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Did, did you have a relationship at all, or how how close were you with uh, Hammer and Hank? Obviously, he passed away recently. Like, did you know him at all? Like. I met him twice, two times. Okay. That was it, Sean. Uh, one in 2015 when they opened up the, the Sea League experience at now American Family Field. He showed up for that for his friend, Mr. Sea League. And then uh, he was in town, I want to say 2017 for his charity event. Okay. And he came up to the booth in a wheelchair and uh, you introduced us again and I got to shake his hand. And that I don't really get starstruck too much in this, this industry, meeting a lot of people and, and seeing the things that I've seen. But seeing Hank Aaron and shaking his hand and like, I feel like he could go out and hit a hundred home runs back in 2017. Yeah. The way that he was gripping my hand, I just went, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. Um, and thank God I had to go back down and, and go to work uh, because I could have sat there and, and listen to those guys talk for hours. Yeah. It was unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So cool. You haven't washed your hands since. <laughs> no, it's actually got fungus on it. It's really, it's, <laughs> That's four years worth of growth and fungus. It's not nice. good. And I write with that hand too. So oh. it's really bad. Getting it all over the, over the sports book for Bob. Yeah. The score book is really smeared with this gross Hank Aaron handshake hand. What, what about, what about all the stats, Jeff? Like, are those, are you just looking them up on your computer or do you have them pre pre-made pretty much? Well, I mean, I, I do a lot of my legwork ahead of time, Drew, um, and the press notes are really good. Uh, the Brewers do a really good job. The, the visiting teams do a, lot, a great job, too. But I usually have baseball reference up um, to, to have some sort of a, an idea of where I want to go. I mean, we don't talk about spin rates and all the, all the fancy stats and sabermetrics very much with Bob. I get into it a little bit when I'm not working. I, I think that those things are much better told over the television medium anyway, because if you're driving and or cutting the lawn or something and someone starts talking about, you know, wobas and stuff, you're going to cut really bad lines in your grass or you're going to drive your car into a bridge <laughs> embankment or something. Like We don't need to be talking about that stuff. Uh, but I'll, for some games, I'll have baseball savant up. Others, I'll have baseball reference just, just to have it if I need it. Definitely. Yeah. What, are the, uh, what are the best perks of being the voice of the Brewers? I mean, other than working with Bob and being in the big leagues. You get free, big... free food all the time? Free, free food, <laughs> I'm assuming? Not all the time. We got to pay on the road. I mean, just like everybody else, we got to pay on the road. Um, I, I'll tell you the first time that I went on a charter flight because being in the minor leagues for eight years, you're on the buses and those are long bus rides. Um, the first big league charter flight that I went on um, was unbelievable. And I like, you pick up the freshman 15 when you show up to college, right? I, I probably picked up the freshman 20 my first year in the big leagues because <laughs> in the luggage racks in the luggage racks up above where you usually put your, your suitcases and stuff, that's all filled with candy and chips and <laughs> snacks. And, and then as soon as you sit down, you get an appetizer and then you have a, a salad course and then you have your main course that they, they swing by. And then, Oh, on the long flights, you'll have a Sunday bar or hot cookies. So my first year, I wasn't saying no to anything. <laughs> um, so that's a perk. That's a big perk. Was James Harden on that charter bus? 
No, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, I kind of thought that he would. He lost I mean, it pretty quick, though. Yeah, Daniel Vogelback is going to give us a run for our money here in 2021, so he, at the latter part of 2020. But, man, it's, I, I, I've, I've learned to say no and cut myself off, and I'm, I'm much better in terms of the, the, uh, the tolerance on planes. <laughs> this is a really dumb question. I, 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 so you go to every away game. Yes, correct. Okay, I do all. One, I do all 162. I'm the only broadcaster in our stable that does all 162. Oh, that's awesome. Or I have have been. I've only missed. I missed four games in 2016 when my sister got married and I was the officiant in the wedding. So um, I missed four games for that, and that's it. I haven't missed any other games. Yeah. Kind of an off-the-wall question here for you. I see a uh, bobblehead over your shoulder, and uh, we have had a debate recently about whether it's weird for adults to collect bobbleheads or not. Um, obviously, you work in the sports, so you're going to get a lot of bobbleheads. But, like, when you see, like, a bunch of fans waiting outside of, like, the like stadiums, like, waiting to collect bobbleheads, do you think that's weird as an adult? Or do you – like, what, what's your opinion on bobbleheads? Um. I got a ton of bobbleheads. So do I. I, I. So I'm it. like, I don't think it's that weird, but I'm like, you well, work here, in the sports. So I'm sure you have a ton. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of bobbleheads. It goes back to my time with the Quakes. I've still got a bunch of my Springfield Cardinals ones. I got a bunch from Pawtucket. I got a bunch from the Brewers, of course. But um, I'm not waiting four hours before the gates open <laughs> to get a bobblehead. <laughs> I will proudly take a bobblehead when it's been given to me. Or if it's a, a giveaway that someone drops by my desk that we're promoting, but I'm not waiting yeah. four hours before gates open to get a bobblehead. I got you. That's where I, I cross the line. But I'm okay with bobbleheads. Totally okay with bobbleheads, yes. but not the like yeah. real like almost Die psycho. Hard. I'm not that's psycho how about it. That's how I No Sean's Sean's psycho. He's a psycho <laughs> about it. No, yeah. I used to work for the Lakeshore Chinooks and like there would be people who would stand outside of that stadium for three or four hours waiting and they wouldn't even go to the game. They would just come in and get a bobblehead and like leave. And I'm like, I can't feel like and that was the Chinooks. Like that's insane. Yeah. To me. Yeah, when when I was in Springfield there were, there would be people that would buy four tickets to a Springfield Cardinals game on bobblehead day just to get the bobbleheads, they wouldn't go to the game. They would keep one and then they would sell the other three on eBay or whatever. So you'd see it on, on eBay within four hours of, of the gates opening. Go, what are we doing here, guys? It's crazy. What Probably for like 15 or 20 bucks, like nothing. Yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's a cool Colton Wong bobblehead brought to you by Maria's Mexican restaurant, but I mean, <laughs> whatever. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand it. I've, I were, I've worked in sports like for the last six, seven years, I just got out of it for the, for the time being, but like, I was kind of the same way. Like if they were giveaways and we would like get them through like working there and stuff like that, like I have, I've collected a ton, but I'm never going out of my way to, yeah. to, to wait in lines or anything. Yeah. Like that. That's okay. Totally. Okay. That's Definitely. we're, we're simpatico on that. One. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, you didn't chime in on that. Where are you on the bobblehead? <laughs> I got one sitting down there. I don't want to show you. It's Zach Levine. So you don't, we don't need to talk about that. You know, that's okay. is that the one that's I okay. gave you? Yeah, that's yeah. the only bobblehead I have, I think. Is Johnny, he dunking? He's dunking. He okay, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't yeah, he Sean, a bull now? He's a yep. bull, and I, he might yeah. be a Nick pretty soon, I think. Ooh, so, okay. Rumor. I'm not in on the NBA trade rumors like I should be. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, uh, So, 
Sean brought it up earlier. You're a Chapman champion. Um, it looks here like you were kind of lazy. You played a designated <laughs> hitter. And, yeah. Uh, I'm curious, uh, what was your go-to position? Was it third base then? Uh, no, I was a catcher and a first baseman when I was in the field. Uh, but I was, I was defensively challenged. Um, you know, I could play the, I could play the position very well. And, and you know what I caught, I, I feel like I caught really well. Um, you know, I didn't have the best throwing arm. Um, you know, I, at my best, I popped a one nine a couple times, which was great. I felt really good about that, but I was in it for my bat. That's, I was a doubles hitter. I hit second in lineups. I hit third in lineups. I hit seventh in lineups. I was hitting and running, hitting a lot of doubles. Um, always walked more than I struck out in almost every single year that I, I played going all awesome. the way back to little league. So awesome. that was, that was my role. I knew my role. How, how many home runs did you have? Yeah. How many dingers? How many home, well, like career or. Let's go with, with co college. Since little league. No, yes. yes. <laughs> Uh, wait, hold on. I think I still have the baseballs over here somewhere. Um, I think I hit, I think I hit just four in college. I had one my freshman year, two my sophomore year, and then one my senior year. The one in my senior year was a game winner. So I'll take that. That's yeah, fine. That's awesome. awesome. That's really that's cool. fine. With, uh, with being a DH, what is your opinion on the DH and the MLB? So like, do you think it should be universal on both sides? Do you think they should get rid of it? Like, I guess, what, what's your opinion? Because I personally think it's kind of unfair to have one league doing it, one league not. But I, I want to hear it from you. Yeah, it seems pretty silly. Like, is this an eight on your one to ten scale, Drew? This is, is this is number nine. I want to dive into it because we need someone with baseball knowledge. What, so I think it got denied last night, by the way. Uh, the universal, universal DH? DH? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it, I mean, I think they're still talking about it. Are they still talking? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so where I stand on it, I think it's pretty silly that they don't have it in both leagues. I mean, it worked fine last year. I like watching Brandon Woodruff hit. I like watching Corbin Burns hit. I think that's great. Uh, but I don't need to watch Adam Wainwright tear his Achilles on opening day or Junior <laughs> Guerra rip his calf in half on, on game one of, of the season. Um, I like – so I like the style of National League Baseball where you can double switch and there's a lot of creativity that goes into making your lineup and how are you going to try and get one more inning out of your pitcher because his spot's coming up the next inning. Like, I love that kind of baseball. Mm -hmm. I like my scorebook to look like I've bled all over it because <laughs> there have been so many different moves. And, and, and that's, I like that type of game. And when you don't have a DH, you get those types of games. Um, but I also like dudes hitting homers, and I'm okay with that. I like, I like having pitchers work harder because you don't have the number nine hitter or the number eight hitter be a pitcher. Um, you have to think about it a little more. And I'm also with you, Sean. I think if one league has it, I think the other league needs to have it. If you're going to go to an American League ballpark and you're going to play by their rules, why not just do it in the National League ballparks? I, I get it. It's going to create more jobs, too. I think players are going to appreciate that. Um, so I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on the DH, even though I like the National League style of managing games. I like the DH. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm open to either. I just think it needs to be the same in, in both. Yeah. That's like, did you, did you guys read the Jason Stark article maybe a week and a half ago about where, because you have the three batter minimum with pitchers and say to try and get rid of this whole starting pitcher, like, okay, you're going four innings, maybe five innings, two times through the order, and then you're getting out. 
if that if you take out your pitcher, once you take out your starting pitcher, you lose your DH was kind of his his theory on the whole thing. So if you're going to take out your starting pitcher after three innings or after one inning, if you're going to have an opener and you lose your DH for the rest of the ball game, like it's an interesting concept. That, that is interesting. That it's is, never going to like that. It's never going to fly. Like the players <laughs> union is going to eat that alive. But it's a really interesting concept because then it brings back into your okay. Well, you got to use your bench. You're not going to have a pitcher come up and hit, so you're going to have to use your bench. But then if you're DH. If you're Daniel Vogelback and you get one at bat, or if you're Nelson Cruz and you get one at bat, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Do you not start him so you have him later in the ball game to bring in? Yeah. It brings in some strategy. It's an interesting point. I, th- it I thought is. it was an interesting read. That's all. That's very interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. That's tough. And what's the stat for starting pitchers leaving in the first or second inning? You know. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more common now. Right. It's a lot more common now. That's crazy. Didn't By the way, no, no, Nelson Cruz got signed last night, thank God. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. By your Twinkies. Yep. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be a goner after if it was Universal DH, but Nah. Nah, he was gonna be a twin. I was confident <laughs> in that. Didn't the Brewers do that a couple years ago? They they who'd they bring out to start and then they pulled him right away. Um Oh, that was game five of the NLCS. Yeah, against – Wade uh, Miley yeah. throwed a yeah. throw to Cody Bellinger and then they brought Woodruff in. Yeah, one batter. I had Wade Miley in my uh, my FanDuel. I, I was playing FanDuel, and I had him as my starting pitcher, and I was so angry because he was now out of the game. I'm like, are you serious? And he had an infinity whip because he walked the only guy he faced. <laughs> Why did they do that? It's a great uh, question. I asked Brandon Woodruff that um, during the quarantine time. And first, I, I asked him, did he know? Did he know it was going to happen? And they, they kind of gave him an idea the night before. Uh, just kind of be ready. And then when he woke up the next morning, they said, this was kind of our plan. And instead of starting out in the bullpen or even playing catch or any of that stuff, he was playing catch in the tunnel underneath Dodger Stadium. So nobody saw him getting loose. And then he just kind of snuck underneath the catacombs in Dodger Stadium. And if you remember, it was a day game. So the sun like was beaten down in that bullpen. And you're not once the game start. Nobody told anybody. Nobody knew except for our pitching coach Craig Council and Brandon Woodruff and our bullpen catcher. Like nobody knew. So they said, "All right, here's our plan." He kind of sneaks in. He starts getting loose as soon as the game starts. National anthem's going, and Wade Miley's all set. He's already in the dugout, and then Brandon Woodruff starts getting hot, and nobody knew. And wow. we see Craig Council go out to the pitcher's mound, and Yuke and I look at each other, going the hell's going on and then woodruff comes in and we okay this is the weirdest thing we're ever seeing yeah that was wild <laughs> it was it was nuts it was nuts uh so i always picture like every every pitcher as like a really athletic person why are they so bad at batting is it the managers tell them not to try hard so they don't get hurt or is this not no practicing they don't ever practice i mean they take pitchers bp all the time but hitting is hard i, mean, these I, guys I fully are- agree <laughs> these guys are throwing 95, 96 miles an hour. And there are a lot of pitchers that are good hitters. Don't get me wrong, but they just, they just don't do it. And then you see a guy rip off a, a hammer of a curveball or a slider or throw a changeup at you. And you're expecting 98 and he throws his changeup at 87. I mean, you're going to look silly. Yeah. It happens. Um, but in BP, a lot of these guys look really good. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. Like, I yeah. remember, I, I hate to praise the Brewers. Actually, I don't even mean that. I like the Brewers. Uh, I hate it when people <laughs> give me shit about them, about the Twins. Yeah. But I like small ball leagues, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, 
uh, Gallardo, he was a pretty good batter. Yo was great. Yo was yeah. a very good hitter. There's no doubt. Junior I, Guerra was a position player before he became a pitcher, so he could hit a little bit. He had two doubles in a game against Max Scherzer in Washington, D.C. Dang. I, on my senior day in 2009, um, Gallardo was pitching, and it was a one to, ended up being a 1-0 game. We won, and he hit the home run. It was pretty nice. Awesome. Yeah, it was See, those cool. are fun games. Yeah. Those don't happen very often where you get one nothing pitcher dong games. No. <laughs> well, the one that comes to my mind is uh, Otani right now. Sh- yeah. Sh- I, like, but he, he's always hurt, so it's tough. Yeah, that's a tough call. Um, you know, you, you want to see more, more players that are two-way players, right? I think it's, you see it quite a bit in college, but at the, at the professional level, you kind of have to lock in on one or the other. Um, I think the angels are kind of at a crossroads here where he's had surgeries and he's had injury problems. I know they see him as a starter, but I mean, his bat is so valuable in the lineup. You got to have him in there as much as you can. Right. And if he can DH great, I know Pujols is playing a lot of first base. Um, but you, you can't sacrifice not having his bat in there just so he can pitch. I know he's a lights out pitcher. And you, you kind of hope that he can figure out a way to maybe be a bullpen piece, but it's really hard to do that because you don't know when you're going to be used. Um, so the Angels, they, I mean, they have their work cut out for them. They really do in trying to figure this out. And I think this is the year to, to you either you either do it or get off the pot kind of deal. Um, yeah. Maybe one last year of seeing if he can start. And if he doesn't make it through the season, then now, granted, he didn't pitch at all last year. And now his innings are going to be shot because it's a 162-game season. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they they manage that. Covering some like LA sports in the past, like and you mentioned like the Angels. Like, are you still a fan of like say like the Angels, Lakers, UCLA, like any of those teams? Do you still follow them closely? Or so I grew up in Northern California, so I I, I grew up as a San Francisco Giant fan. Um, so I, I had a real real fun time in 2010, 2012, 2014 when they won the World Series. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't look at the box score every day to see how they're doing. Um, you know, I like, I, I will look and see what the angels are doing, uh, because I know a lot of the people that are selling the production crew out there and, um, I love Mark Gubas. I was a great friend. So, you know, I kind of root for those guys and, um, a guy who was in Rancho Cucamonga with us is their head trainer. So, um, I have a lot of contacts in the league. I'm, I'm happy to see the Cardinals win when they win, even though I'm a Brewers employee. I love seeing the Brewers win. I love, I, I root for Mike Schilt because he was my manager in double A. I've got a good personal relationship with him. Um, I like watching the Red Sox win because of Pedroia now that he's retired, but I was two years in the Red Sox organization, still have great friends there. Um, so it's fun rooting for the individuals. Uh, I'll still always root for the Brewers to win a world yeah. series and be one of the, snapped a streak of one of the six teams who hasn't won a world series yet. And hopefully yeah. it's this year. Never that, know. That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see here. So I believe, do you have a partnership with broken bat um, brewing down in Milwaukee? Um, it's not necessarily a partnership. I like drinking their beer a lot. Okay. It's a great beer. Um, everything they do has been delicious. Uh, but I, I came, I became pretty good buddies with the guy that that's their master brewer and opened up their, their facility. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's a partnership, but I like buying their beer and, <laughs> and sometimes they give me some. So if that's a Perfect. partnership, then I'm all in on it. What's your, uh, what's your favorite beer from them? 
Do you have a favorite uh, the, or a couple? Yeah, the yeah the beach ball is really really good. Okay. Um, it's a pineapple milkshake IPA that is in the summertime delightful, but it's good all seasons. Yeah, uh, I also enjoy the Ugly Finder, um, not just because it's fitting, um, <laughs> but because it also tastes delicious. Okay, it's very very good. And the uh, yeah, and I really they came out with one in the summer called Straight Ched. Okay. Um, that was really good too. It's an apricot, apricot, um, IPA. Really good. Really wow. good. I went down yeah. there. We played, have you played in their little, uh, wiffle, the ball? wiffle ball league? Yeah. Yeah. No. So they have games typically when I'm working. So yeah. no, I have not had that opportunity to play wiffle ball yet. I, I went down there on a Saturday with a group and we played a, a game. It was pretty fun. It was, it was a good time down there, but I think I remember like the one beer I remembered that I had a couple of, I think it was called juiced. I want to say. Yeah, really it good. A, it's an yeah, it's an intense one. It was it was good though, but it's really good. I have the uh, the seven fifty six in my oh. fridge. It's a big ass bottle, um, <laughs> and it's about a like a ten point six on the on the alcohol level. So that's I'm looking forward to it at yeah. some point. <laughs> so I got two more questions for you, Jeff. Um, this one. So our counterpart to our podcast, Cody, couldn't make it right now, and. Uh, He's, he's not an individual who grew up playing baseball, I don't think, and he, he thinks it's kind of a, a dying sport. Um, I grew up – I love baseball. What do you love about baseball? I want to get your thoughts. Um, I love everything about it. I mean, I've ever since I was able to pick up a baseball, it, it's just kind of been my sport. Um, I like the, the cerebral part of it, how all the different pieces have to work in order for you to be successful – how everybody has to be paying attention at every single moment because you don't know what's happening uh, or what's going to happen. Uh, I love the fact that the pitcher dictates everything. I love the fact that as a catcher, you're the only person facing everybody else. That's why I like to be in a catcher because I'm facing out. And as soon as I put my fingers down, that's what the pitcher's going to throw. And, you know, I'm kind of the, the manager on the field. I love that aspect. I loved as a hitter the fact that it was me against the pitcher. Like, your best against my best. Let's go. Let's do this. Um, and, and it was – I loved that part of it. Um, and, and talking about the sport and doing what I do, and it, it allows me to be creative. Because if you go to a baseball game, say it's a three-hour baseball game, there's actually like three minutes of actual action. <laughs> if you – seriously, there was a study a couple of years ago, three actual minutes of the span of a baseball game, and you add up all of the, the home runs, a guy running to first base, a ball, a ground ball to short, each pitch, which is like a millisecond, right? So True. if you add all those things up, it adds to about three minutes. So in my, in my job – I'm filling all this time and I'm, I get to be descriptive. I get to be entertaining. Um, people get to listen to me and, and enjoy their life and escape what maybe some, some doldrums, maybe someone's having a really bad day and damn it. They just want to listen to the ball game. And, and I get to provide that. And I think that's great, but I love baseball. I've always loved baseball. Um, I love the fact that, and even though it was weird last year, on opening day, on what was supposed to be opening day, I was in the backyard with my kids barbecuing and we set up our own little tailgate and I'm playing catch with my six-year-old son and we were listening to the re-air of the 2019 opening day game <laughs> against the Cardinals and 
like it's weird enough when I have to listen to my voice, right? So I'm I'm playing catch with my son, and you toss it to me for the third inning, and we're playing catch, and he goes, "Dad, that you're on the radio, but we're playing catch. <laughs> this is so weird." I went, "Bro, you got no idea how weird it's this just is. Just as weird to me. It's really weird to me too. But that's the beauty of it. And and my son can, if he knows that I'm on the road or something, he can listen to me at at night as he goes to sleep and." I put enough people to sleep at night. So putting my kid to sleep is great. Um, I, I just think it's a beautiful sport. It's an imperfect game that can be so perfect in so many different ways. Definitely. It's a, for, as much of a team sport as it is, it's so independent as well. Uh, like, yeah. And that's, that's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the biggest individual team sport there is. Well, what Sean, is real quick is a, yeah. uh, we got to try this new game. Uh, so, for how many beers you can drink during the game, you have to do that in three minutes. That's that's our new game. We'll we'll see if you can do it. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, sure. So for how many beers he drinks during a full game, he has to do that in three minutes. Oh wow, that's that's a lot. And he should do that with that one in your fridge. Yeah, well, with with the ten percenter, we can try that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not gonna last long in this podcast. <laughs> uh, but like you were saying, like just how some people love to just tune in like my dad is so like that like when you're talking about that just he'll like go in the garage and just brings out his old walkman and he just loves listening to it and i'm like i love going to games and seeing like the older guys just sitting in the stands and like have their headphones in like that's just so cool to me like that that's gotta just make you guys feel great like they they love you guys so much that they just want to tune in no matter what they're doing i'm like well i don't know if it's you guys but i know they do it for you (laughs) but it's really it's really fun I, I kind of like to play games when I'm, when I'm watching, when I'm doing a game and say Uke's not on the air and I'm, I'm by myself for, for maybe an inning or two. And, and I notice some people with the earbuds in or the headphones on, I'll say something and see if they turn back at me. Right. See if they're actually listening to me, if they're listening to something different. That's and awesome. I try, I try and count how many heads kind of look back at me. I'm like, yep, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Yep. You got it. That's so cool. It's pretty, it's fun. It, and you're, cause sometimes when you're talking, you don't know who you're talking to. Right. I mean, I was yeah. in the minor leagues, the first, the first couple of years I was on the air, you couldn't hear the, the radio station unless you were sitting in the parking lot of the radio station and nobody was doing that in the, the, the cuts of San Bernardino. Yeah. So, um, so I, I mean, I had to entertain myself. I didn't know who was listening. So now that I know that actual people are listening to my game, like wow this is great okay so i can talk to this person maybe i'll talk to this person for an inning or maybe i'll pick that person down in section 222 and i'll talk to them for half an inning that's 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 the beauty of it and and here in wisconsin it's it's even better like you know people are out there tailgating in the parking lot or or sitting in their garage with the garage door open grilling something just perfectly cracking (laughs) beers and sitting in a lawn chair like that's that's beautiful to me. And that's why I, I love doing radio for that reason alone. I love it. You're like, uh, now we'll bat Brian Braun and see how many people look at you. <laughs> <laughs> or drop some obscure movie quote or, uh, yeah. I mean, just, I, I, it just depends on the day. It depends on how I'm feeling and that's what kind funny. of game I want to play with the fans. I love it. Uh, so my last question is, uh, you've been talking a lot about, you know, you played catch with Dustin Pedroia, you play catch with your son. Have you ever called it snatch before? Do you ever play snatch? No. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? No. 
No. So we were just talking about this at our last uh, episode, but yeah, we were at a park one time and Drew like went up to some kid and asked him to play some snatch with him. And we were like, what are you talking about? And Did you get arrested? So <laughs> I, I promise you that's what we called it in, in high school and throughout. I don't know. It must be a Minnesota thing. I know a lot of people from Minnesota, Drew. I've never heard anybody <laughs> refer to a game of catches. Hey, you want to play a game of snatch? Thank you. We've been trying to, we came at him and he's like, he's trying to convince us that everyone says it. I'm like, no, I've never heard that. It was. Are you trying to make this a thing, Drew? Are, Dude, you, got, are you trying to bring fetch back? I, no, I, I got to go, you guys. <laughs> Is our Zoom time up? Yeah. No, I'm just too embarrassed. <laughs> hey, just, just because I haven't heard about it doesn't mean it's a thing, Drew. I mean, shoot your shot if you yeah, want dude. to. Well, yeah, I'm just telling you, snatch is so fetch, okay? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Uh, well, I, I can appreciate that. Well, if you don't have any other questions, Drew, we can kind of hop into a, a little game here if you want. Are you, are you good right now, Drew? Uh, yeah, he's got one last thing to say. Um, so you, you worked for the, the Quakers, the Quakes? Quakes, yes. Quakes, yeah. yeah, I went to a game uh, in fourth grade. And uh, Tremor, Tremor, right? Trevor. No, 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 Tremor. 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 Yeah. You called him Trevor. His name is not Trevor. Uh, He's Tremor. It, like, it's probably Trevor inside the suit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> his, no, his name is Aaron. He's a science teacher. <laughs> Striking out, man. Trem uh, Tremor and Aftershock. Trevor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Trevor. I, uh, Trevor. I, ca I caught a shirt in the stands. Just so you nice. know. Nice. That's a great. Fourth grade. Three, I might have I might have been working when you were in fourth grade. That's what I was young thinking. enough. I was like, that's pretty crazy. But it, it was a triple extra large, so thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you still can't fit into that. Thanks, thanks Trevor. <laughs> thanks, Trev. Trev dog. Uh, that's great. That's great. That's all I, that's all I got, Sean. <laughs> I appreciate that, Drew. That was a great story. Yeah, you should have thrown it back to Trevor and played some snatch with him. Did you did you do the Cupid shuffle with him too? That was big then. Hey, all I gotta say is I went to an area of the of the stands where no one was sitting, and that's how I got the t-shirt. Most most minor league games. most quakes games. So true. That's why. Like Easter egg hunting, man. It's great. <laughs> It's the best day of my life. That's good. I'm, it's st it sticks with you, man. Do you still have the shirt? Uh, I got I to gotta look for it. I don't even think it – I think it was like a, a drag racing shirt. It wasn't even the <laughs> the, the Rancho Cucamonga Trevors or whatever. Trevor. <laughs> they just found random shirts and were throwing them in the stands. It was brought to you by the Speedway, so they brought they, – okay, gotcha. There you go. That would have been really cool if it was you, Jeff. That would have been really cool. It would have, but I don't think it was. Full I'm, circle. I'm not as old as you think I am. <laughs> Full circle. That's how I actually met Anthony. We were, we used to work for the NHRA out there uh, in California. That's right. So that's how, yeah, that's how I met him was, uh, there you was go. out there. But, uh, all right, nice. let's do a, let's do a quick rapid round of uh, questions here for you. It'll be a, all right. a couple quick hitters for you. So okay. beer, beer or seltzers? Beer. Yeah. Even though I'm not good. opposed to seltzers, but I will go beer. Okay. Beer. Uh, brats or burgers? Brats. Okay, good, good. Uh, Zubas or Snuggies? Z I have both, but Zubas. I saw an interview that you did, and you you were rocking both, so I wanted to ask you. You had some God, awesome, I wish I, awesome Zubas I wish on. I was wearing my Zubas right now. I actually wore them yesterday, so they're in the okay. wash. 
Zubas are the best. Um, they are good. Brian Butch or Bob Euchre? Uke. Like, that's <laughs> – I love Butchie, man. Butchie's great, but if you're putting Uke up against him. <laughs> we had – I just wanted to hear you beat out uh, Brian Butch at something because he me, – me and him are, like, somewhat, like, close acquaintances, and he was on this podcast before, so I just wanted to kind of take a shot at him there and have him have him that's lose okay. at something. He won't, he won't take offense to it. We've worked enough together that uh, the polar bear and I are on speaking terms. We're fine. Good, good. He's, he's a good guy. Um, yeah, he is. Batman or Superman? Batman. Nice. Uh, Hank Aaron or Robin Yount? Hank Aaron. Favorite food? Tamale pie. Wow, okay. I like that. Uh, what's your it's really random. Yeah, that is very random. <laughs> What's your dream place to uh, travel? Um, Thailand. Okay. Uh, who's your favorite golfer? Tiger Woods. Okay. Um, your favorite Instagram or Twitter account that you follow? Uh, at the moment, Charlie Barron's on, oh, okay. on, the, old, on the old Instagram account. Yeah, he just had a good one with uh, Wayne Larrabee, right, that he did? Yeah, he did a really good one. He That's actually funny. gets his haircut at the same place I get my haircut, so I <laughs> met him there one time. It's like, oh, my God, it's Charlie Barron's. This is awesome. That's too funny. And we, we started, we started uh, uh, DMing each other through, through Twitter after that, and I ended up getting him a bat mug and stuff from oh, the cool. Lumberland Company. And oh, it was pretty good. It was That's good. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is your like, favorite part of a Brewers game? I, I know I know it's a tough kind of open-ended like seventh inning stretch is it like what what part like first pitch like what what really gets you excited driving to the ballpark on opening day and smelling the parking lot <laughs> I love it that's a great answer um what's your favorite dinosaur t-rex what's your favorite number four okay and how many Krispy Kreme donuts do you think you could eat in an hour? A dozen. Okay. Okay. That's solid. I think that's a good number to go with. Um, Drew, you had, some, you had some questions too, right? All right. Or, I got or a little game. Three trivia questions for you, Jeff. Oh, God. Trivia. Awesome. <laughs> I have trivia tonight, actually. So, good. This is a good one. All right. I hope this helps you. So, okay. Number one, what does the AM stand for in radio? I don't know. <laughs> neither did i i had to look it up right now uh, the am frequency goes like this the fm frequency goes like this you are right it, it's amplitude modulation so hopefully <laughs> that's a question tonight i hope it is it's not uh, i think our, our i think our trivia is all super bowl related unfortunately ah. but that's okay that's okay all right so i'm trying to think how to ask this one um so radio stations east of the mississippi start with what letter w what about West K. Mississippi? I just learned that today, and I, I had to look it up for myself. I couldn't believe it. Every single radio station yeah. is either K or W, and I, I yeah. don't know why that is. But yeah, well, and is. Then what's funny is that it, what's funny is you know our radio station. You just go by TMJ, and, but it's and when it, we are, yeah. And we were when I was in Pawtucket, our our flagship station was HJY. Like they just chop off the the huh, W, the W. But if you're on the West Coast, they drop. KABC or KFBK or whatever it is. They're just dropping all the Ks. Wow. 
I did not know that. Um, so last trivia question for you. Who played radio in the movie Radio? Cuba Goody Jr. You won, man. Good job. <laughs> Is that three for three? You're when three for in, three. When I, was, when I was in Springfield, I didn't even have a name my first year. They just called me Radio. So that was fun. <laughs> That's that funny. was fun. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you were talking about Krispy Kreme donuts. This is not a donut question, but you asked me about brats. I'm surprised that I answered brats because when I was in Springfield, we had a, 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 a buck of brat night where if you, you could have dollar bratwurst all night long, right? So some local radio station guy bet me, um, challenged me more than that, more than that, to eat nine brats over the course of the <laughs> broadcast. So do a brat an inning, basically, as I'm calling the game. Wow. And I did it. But the thing was that they didn't bring me like a brought an inning so that they were hot. They brought me a tray of nine inning number one. So by the time I got to the seventh inning, these things are like gray because they're so cold. <laughs> so in the seventh inning, I looked over at my partner who did two or three innings a game. And I said, all right, bro, you're on your own this inning. I had to try and finish these things. How are you feeling after? Uh, not great. <laughs> but I also I didn't have a brat for about a year after that. But I'm back on the brat train. Good, good. That's good yeah. to hear. You yeah, kind of have to be in a, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, if I if I'm a non-brat eater or Polish eater, or Italian eater, like I can't have this job. Yeah. Who who do you uh, who do you cheer for in the the sausage races? I'm an equal opportunity sausage race <laughs> cheerer. Okay. I actually I, I actually root for a fall every day. Okay. <laughs> I root for a fall. I just want someone to go down. But nobody getting hit by any bats, right? Just no. Just a, a natural nope. fall? Yeah. I did have one of those shirts. I had a Don't mm-hmm. Whack Our Wiener Don't Whack shirt. Our Wiener? That's yeah. a great shirt. <laughs> I, got one. I got one at the airport when I played in my final College World Series in 2005 when I graduated. They had them for sale at the airport, so I had one. That's too funny. That's, yeah. That, yeah, that was like the, the most popular Brewer shirt, I swear. Everyone yeah. <laughs> was trying Thanks, to Randall it. Simon. Yep. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you said, you said uh, you love the smell of the tailgaters, basically. Is yep. Miller – or all right, I'll say Miller Park. I'm not sure what the new name is, but is that pretty unique to, to Miller Park? Yeah, I think so. I think it's unique to all ballparks these days because the way the ballparks are built into the city structures, um, you don't have parking lots like you used to in the old you know, big stadiums like the Metrodome or like Candlestick Park. Angel Stadium has it now. You got American Family Field here. But there aren't a lot of ballparks that have the huge parking lots outside where you can actually tailgate. Right. You know? and, and that's why when I went there for the first time, it, it was mind-blowing. I wanted to stay out in the parking lot. I didn't want to go to the game. I was having <laughs> it's so an much event. fun. I, yeah. And I thought – I honestly thought at some point last year during the summer when they weren't allowing fans in that they would open up the parking lot and put jumbo jumbotrons and put big gold screens in the parking lot and just have people tailgate. But yeah. it didn't work out that way. And, um, you know, food yeah. for thought. Like, well, when I went to a Dodgers game, like, they have a great parking lot out there, but, like, you can't drink at all in their parking lot. Like I know. It's, it's crazy. Insane. They, char- insane. they charge you, like, 40 bucks to park <laughs> in there, and then you can't – you just park, and then you walk in. Yeah. It's brutal. It was so – yeah, it was so weird to me. But um, And it takes you a month to get out of that thing after a game. I left early every single time I'd go. I'm oh, like, but- I'm, I'm not touching that traffic. You're like a, a standard Dodger fan. You show up in the third, leave in the seventh. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, that is everything that I have. Drew, do you have anything else? That's all I got. 
Awesome. Well, man, your buddy's going to be really upset that he missed this one. He That's is. all I'm saying. He no, is. I, he will. He does. He he is a diehard like Brewers fan, so I, I know he's a little upset, but he's uh, he's working. Bummer. But yeah, su- sucks to be him. Yeah, um, it does. Next time. Yes, next time. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on, Jeff. Uh, it was great talking to you. Great, great learning so much about your career and, and everything you've experienced. It's been, it's been awesome. My pleasure, guys. Keep up the good work, okay? Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate thank you. And Thanks, good, Jeff. Good, good luck at trivia tonight. Thank you. I need it. I need it. We're defending <laughs> champs from last week. Amplitude modulation, Trevor. Amplitude. Trevor. It's this. It's this. It's Trevor. Trevor and after shizzle. After shizzle. Thanks, I love Jeff. it, Jeff. Take care. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Search the game like your name, Steve Burke.